Hello, Internet, and welcome once again to the Always Online Multiplayer Gaming Podcast brought to you by MMOBomb.com, your home for all things multiplayer related. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, aka Magic Man, as always, and this is episode 462, doing the show live, just like we always do, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, if you're free around 1 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States here, stop on by. We got chat hanging out with us, ready to chime in on their opinions. We were talking about some Dead Space and some non-multiplayer related things and some Skull and Bones in chat, so it was fun. Hang out with us, pre-show, post-show, there's all kinds of fun stuff. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, iTunes, whatever, thank you so much. We very much appreciate it. If you could, while you're there, click like, click subscribe, turn on notifications, leave a review, leave a comment, all that fun stuff, including... On MMOBomb.com and on YouTube, your weekly bombs and question of the week answers. We got a lot to cover today. Final Fantasy XIV's kind of having an ultimate fiasco. <laughs> that's a that's a pun. I have no idea what the hell the day before is doing now. And then we've got some other news, including some closings of a couple of games. Joining me to go over all of it, Mr. Wilfredo Rivera. What's up, sir? Hey, 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 what's going on? I am uh, I am looking forward to talking about some of these uh, closings, but I really want to talk about this first topic. Yeah, it, yeah, some good topics. I mean, the ultimate stuff in Final Fantasy XIV is is weird. We'll, we'll get your take on add-ons and mods and all that stuff. Also joining us to have that fun discussion, Aspen Pash. What's up? How is everyone today? Oh, you were a little muted at the front there. I was like, wait, wait, where is she? But now, now we can hear. <laughs> now we can hear. You were doing well. We're doing well. How, how about you? Get, are you getting enough sleep? Like the whole new mommy no, thing? No, not, not at yeah, all. Yeah, I kind of figured. But that's okay. That's what coffee is for. I, I remember those days. I remember those days. It's like, oh, I wish I could. No. No. Yeah, I no. Don't. No. I don't. No. <laughs> I mean, I remember when my kids were that cute. But no, I, I kind of like sleeping. <laughs> kind of like getting some sleep. Timbo James, do we mean the not the day before? Yeah, that's going to be our second topic. I mean, I, I gave it a, a, an A-bomb last week like on the premise of even if it's legit, it's just like there's so many like self-inflicted wounds that even if you're part of that team, you can't you can't be mad at anybody thinking you aren't legit. Like, it's, come on, you did it to yourself. So uh, on that note, let's talk about some Final Fantasy XIV, and then we'll slide over to the day before. So get started here with the news. Got to write down my little timestamp, my little timestamp. All right, so by way of a brief recap here to catch some of you up, if you're a Final Fantasy XIV player, particularly one that looks for Final Fantasy XIV news on the internet and reads articles, watches videos, watches the World First Race and things like that, here's if you, uh, you already know about this. If you don't follow that type of stuff, let me catch you up just briefly. A new ultimate trial was introduced in the game a few weeks ago, the Omega Ultimate Trial. Ultimate Trials are the hardest content in the game made for raid groups of eight. Typically, when a new Ultimate arrives, there is a unofficial world first race. The Final Fantasy 14 and Square uh, Enix don't do anything like Blizzard does with World of Warcraft, where there's multiple streams and the teams are in the same room. But there is an unofficial world first race hosted by a number of players watching different streams, watching different teams. Some teams stream, some teams don't. Maybe that'll enter the equation in the discussion here 
uh, as we get along. Well, a Japanese uh, free company, or a Japanese group, I should say, named Unnamed, uh, claimed the world first. Shortly after downing said world first, video was put online showing them using mods that are illegal. Now, technically, all mods in Final Fantasy XIV are banned by the terms of service. It's not World of Warcraft where go ahead and throw recount on there. No. Technically, they're all not allowed to be used, regardless of if it's something as simple as a DPS meter or some of the things that Unnamed was accused of and shown to be using in the video, including a camera zoom out mod. Now, fights in Final Fantasy XIV are created in such a way that they make sure the limitations of the game's camera play into the fight. You can only see so far around your ca your character. You can only zoom out so far. And because of that limitation, you do have to move and rotate and be able to see things behind you. And yeah, you get the idea. If you zoom the camera way, way out, you can see the entire battlefield. You start to trivialize. Doesn't mean that the fight becomes a, a total pushover. There's still challenge there. But you start to trivialize some mechanics in the fight and the way players are built and meant to be reacting to those mechanics. Yeah. Immediately the next morning, Yoshi P posts a letter to the Lodestone, which is the official 14 site, citing all of this stuff and that investigations are going on. And if they're found to be cheating or using these things, action will be taken. No, we won't tell you what that action is. It might be suspensions. It might be bans, but we won't be publicizing that stuff. A reminder that add-ons and mods are forbidden by the TOS and the, you're not supposed to be using them. Uh, and maybe we should adopt an official world first race. That's a discussion we'll have later, says Yoshi P. And yeah, he's very disappointed and doesn't understand why you would use these types of things and trivialize certain things if you're trying to be competitive as a, as a gamer. Okay, let's set that aside for a minute. Within 24 hours, reports from members of Unnamed that were involved started posting apologies and showing people that, hey, we were stripped of our titles and our achievements and, and gear and stuff like that. There you are. There you are. You are now up to date on the happenings. Not the Rose Hoppa ings, the happenings. <laughs> Get out. Good one. Good one. <laughs> no, it really wasn't. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> What's your whole take just globally, uh, Aspen, on, on the entire situation? Because this isn't the first time, and honestly, without some substantial changes, it won't be the last time that we have this discussion when it comes to ultimate world first trials in Final Fantasy XIV. This has happened before. It's a Groundhog Day type thing right now. Yeah, it's just like world firsts are so important and people take it very seriously and they're very competitive about it. So to use the mod as they did, knowing that it wasn't okay, it's kind of like, kind of like Yoshi P even said, like people want more difficult content, but if you really want harder content and if you want to compete, why would you cheat? It doesn't make sense for what you want in the game. And especially like so many people worked so hard to create something difficult. And it's kind of a slap to the face to finish it so fast by cheating. It'd be one thing if they did it without cheating. It's like, oh my goodness, good job. But that's not the case. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, I would push back a little bit. 
uh, Aspen on, on that idea. I can, while I can understand the sentiment of, hey, I'm a gamer, why would you do this in a world first race? Like, isn't the point to be challenged and stuff like that? People cheat not to become good at something. People cheat Wilfredo to become better at something. We see this in like the speedrunning community all the time, right? People that have the skills, have the talent, are getting, you know, maybe not world record times, but they're coming in third, they're coming in fourth, you know, they're number one in this game, but number two in this game. When those people cheat, it's not because they can't do it. It's not because they're not good at it. It's not because they don't have the skill set to do it. It's usually to, I could cheat in an ultimate and still be bad at it. You know, I'm not a world first prog player. That's just not what I do anymore. Those years are past me. So while I get the altruistic view that Yoshi P, like you can't be surprised, right? Doping in the Olympics, doping in professional sports. These aren't people that can't hit a baseball. These are people that can crush a baseball and want to super crush a baseball. Like you see this in everything to kind of act like uh, if you if you were a real world first raider, you you wouldn't cheat in any way. I don't understand why they would do that. That seems a little naive at best. I think. I I agree to a to a point because yes, it is a bit naive to sit there and go, you shouldn't cheat. It's a game, and that's the thing. That's what these players are doing. They're finding exploits or they're using different tools and programs and mods and add-ons, so it gives them the advantage. I get that. To me, I play any game that I get my hands on stock. I never change anything. Maybe the way how the UI is set up a little bit, but that's about it. But that's me. That creates a challenge for me. For the player that says, I need to beat this. I'm going to be a part of this world first race. I'm going to try to get this ultimate. I need to beat this. That creates that competitive mindset. Yes. But are you, it, it really does come down to that question of, are you really getting better at the game or are you getting, getting better at exploiting the game. And from my point of view, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, because it shows you where your weaknesses are and you can improve upon them and then hopefully get away from the cheating. But from a developer perspective, if there are exploits that haven't been patched out or things that haven't been put in place to stop people from utilizing that, and in the terms of service, it's very clear that no, you cannot use any add-ons or mods in Final Fantasy XIV, that should be the thing that people focus on and go, okay, well, this would technically be cheating because they violated the terms of service. But the exploit is in the game. So it, it becomes really, really a gray area. Yeah, and, and it's a gray area. Good point on the gray area there because it, it's a gray area that Square has created themselves, right? Exactly. Like, Aspen, you you as a Final Fantasy fourteen player, off and on, like you know, in live letters, the topic of mods and add-ons has been brought up multiple times. In fact, Yoshi P saying, you know, that he has been aware of some friends of his that maybe have used an add-on at some point in their life, and it's always treated with what I I've said on other shows: the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know. They're forbidden by the TOS, but no, we don't have any anti-cheat or any program that is scanning to see what your computer is running simultaneously with the Final Fantasy XIV client. And 
you know, if you're running things, we're not catching you. But if you stream it and it shows up and somebody wants to report you, you are going to face repercussions for that. So it's kind of been, you know, Square doesn't want to get involved in allowing some add-ons and not others. They don't want to get involved in that management piece. They don't want to get involved in the, if we're going to create content, we have to make sure that it's going to interact with the add-ons that we've approved in a way that is intended or design a fight knowing that, Normal non-add-on clients will treat it this way. Approved add-ons will treat the fight this way. They don't want to get into that micromanagement. They also don't want to get into the policing of the add-ons. And because it's always been treated that way, you end up with this situation where it's a as long as nobody knows I'm using it, I'm totally fine. There are no repercussions. And again, we only see repercussions here because it was communicated out that they had used these things, not because Square said, mm, we think something was a little wrong with that clear. Let's go look and see if we can maybe see something in the data that indicates an ab aberrant behavior. You did this to yourself. So where do they go from here, Aspen? Like, do you start your own world first race and the teams all have to be in the same place on computers? swapping between cameras do if you want to be a part of the world first race do you have to stream because that's the other topic some people are like hey if they, you don't stream you're cheating not to mention the fact that the game's on consoles which can't support add-ons so you have this not equitable playing space to begin with there's so many problems they've created for themselves how do they dig out yeah i think they would have to just do their own world's first like competition type thing that's the only way to do it. And again, the whole you have to stream or else you're cheating thing, I think, is bogus. Yeah, like, that comes from the community this, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. Like, you don't have to stream, like, especially if they made it official and everything. Like, it's really fine. But can they do that now? Like, can they can they go from we have to police this now when we haven't time after time after time after time? I think they have to. I mean, if Yoshi P is going to make such a big deal out of it, like, and it's going to happen again, like, <laughs> it's happened before. Like, again, you said, like, it's Groundhog's Day. Like, it keeps happening. So if he wants to change it, he's going to have to step in and, like, create something that implements change. It can't just be these, I'm disappointed in you guys. How dare you? You shouldn't do this because it's just going to keep happening. And having to put that same post up multiple times, Wilfredo, does that make Yoshi P somewhat less uh, reliable when the same issues get the same answers? Okay, we caught them this time. We're going to take the stuff away and people are going to get suspended, maybe banned or whatever. We didn't catch anybody this time, at least with enough evidence that we can prove it, but we suspect that they did. And so can't do anything except shake the disappointed fig finger at people. When you see that same reply multiple times from somebody who generally has, and well-deserved, a lot of trust and faith built up in the community over years and years of, generally speaking, making the right player-focused decisions or long-term game decisions, when you see this type of just repetition finger-wagging, does it damage his credibility on other things? I think it does because it shows that you're they well to basically put it into a, a different perspective inaction is action right so 
his inaction to be able to say, okay, we need to step in and stop this. If we don't want it to happen anymore, we need to make some serious changes. But if he's just going to say, you know what? I don't approve of you doing this. Stop that. Don't do that anymore. That's, again, leads to the altruistic mindset of people are going to be honest. They're not. This is a game. If there's a way to exploit it, they're going to take advantage of it. So I think 100% they need to take accountability. They need to fix these plot, uh, these potholes that they have in place because people will always find a reason to find an exploit or a loophole to get the upper hand, to find the advantage. So how does he handle it? I don't know. But he definitely, he and the rest of the team need to take that uh, accountability in order for them to stop this from happening if they really want it to stop. Yeah. If not, put out a list. Go through, there. I know there are countless thousands of mods you can possibly find. Go through a list, come up with the mods that you find to be okay to put in your game, and then just learn how to micromanage with that. Yeah, and they don't want to. They don't want to. Like, they've made that clear that they don't want to get into that micromanagement. So it's kind of always been this all or nothing, except they don't do even the system design stuff that would allow them to enforce a, an all or nothing. Um, I think it was Slinky. Yeah, Slinky saying the Dalamud community already moderates plugins. Yeah, it shouldn't be on the community, though. You know, it, the, honestly, that shouldn't be on the community to do. If they're a violation of the TOS, how many games do we play that have an anti-cheat software that scans for those types of things? Like, you can do that without being invasive on on the client and and pulling information from from my computer uh, that you really shouldn't or have no reason to be pulling. Aspen, the, it gets into this. Just you built this ship. <laughs> Uh, and to Cal, I do disagree with you that, no, I don't think you can go with they didn't stream, so therefore they were cheating, particularly in a very easy example like 14 where you can have a progression guild all playing on console that isn't streaming. Well, you know that they are not cheating through the use of add-ons or mods because they don't have the capability to do so even if they desired to do so. So I think you can't make that assumption anywhere. But Final Fantasy XIV just happens to have the console thing in the equation that proves you can't make that assumption all the time. What do you think is the answer here, uh, Aspen? Because Yoshi P in in his comments does say one thing that some people in the community are taking a certain way. I don't I don't think that's the case, but let me find it here. Uh, da, 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 official race. However, if the presumption is that this content will be tackled and cleared with the use of third-party tools, then any reason to develop high-difficulty battle content seems to be lost. It's very difficult for me to understand as a gamer what the meaning behind using numerous third-party tools to complete a clear first would be. Now, I don't agree with this, but I have seen people taking that first sentence of, if people are just going to use this, then what's the point of creating it? Uh, where I view it as kind of like a, you know, a hands up in the air. Come on, guys. Like, why would we, you know, this doesn't make sense. It's frustrating. We're creating it just to have you cheat it. Some people are interpreting that as kind of a veiled threat of if we continue to see this, we're just not going to do ultimates anymore. It doesn't it doesn't make it worth it to us if if this is going to be what's uh, the case. How valid do you think that argument is? Is there even a remote chance they take ultimates or that type of content away? 
There's no way. There's no <laughs> way they're taking that away. The fact that I'm surprised that people even thought that. Like, no, that's not what it means. It's just he's disappointed. And that's something you say. That's like a teacher who's scolding their kids. Like, I can't believe you did that. We can't have nice things. They're still going to get nice things for their kids. Like, that's going to continue to happen. So, yeah, it's not going anywhere. They're still going to make new content for Ultimates. Point and blank. It is kind of hard to take that, even if he did mean it as a veiled uh, threat, Wilfredo, it is kind of hard to take it seriously and that this is not the first time you have made this exact type of post. Yeah, no. It, 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 to me, it sounds like an empty threat because they know if they stop making this content, people are going to leave their game, and that's just going to make things even worse. So, of course, they're going to But they also make- recognize, counterpoint real quick, uh, didn't mean to interrupt, but to, they, they also recognize that this is a fraction a very small fraction of the overall player base. And Square Enix has made changes before where they take something away and for different reasons, albeit take something away and don't continue doing development on it. And they have been in their decision making, in my opinion, skewing things a little more to the casual side, which I think they should, given the size of that portion of their player base versus the world first or ultimate prog percentage of the community. So, yeah. They probably do lose people, but they also have the stats that say, you know, this is the number and in the grand scheme, it ain't all that big. So does that maybe tip the scales away from from your point? Not entirely. And the only reason why I say that is because if they take this content away and they do lose, a, let's say, a percentage of that, uh, a very small percentage of that player base, the game's still going to keep running. But it's not going to have that same kind of level of recognition as it once did because now it's out of the loop right so people will still say oh yeah final fantasy 14 can play this game check it out it's great but when it comes to the global community of gamers that's all inclusive that's that one area they're not going to be a part of unless they make an official uh, world's first and that's all they really need to do make an official uh, world's first leave it for that because there are players who are going to want to play that they're going to want to run through that content but if the whole cheating thing is going to be a constant issue, yet you do nothing about it, it very much does feel like a whole, I'm putting my hands up, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. So it, it, it really is just a matter of what Yoshi P and the rest of the developers plan on doing first. Is it a veiled threat? I think so. I really do. I think it is, too. Like, and, and certainly, I mean, they could stop making any piece of content that they don't want to anymore. I, 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 I read it as more like, and more Aspen, like an ex- uh, an exasperation, right? Like, ugh, why would we put this much time into it if it was just meant to be cheesed through add-ons and mods? Ugh, woe is us. Then a, a, a threat. They certainly could, but I, I don't think they will. Emmett Selk brought in more people than any ultimate. <laughs> uh, I don't think they would have reacted as fast and as hard as they did if Yahoo didn't report on it. Uh, I- I, see, the only thing that makes me think otherwise on that, Slinky, is the fact that we have seen this reaction in the past, too, when it wasn't as readily publicly visible that an add-on or a mod was used to obtain an advantage in the World First race, and we still got this same type of reply. Uh, and obviously, unless the people who had the punishments came out and publicly said what their punishments were, which some of Unnamed did in this case... 
we wouldn't know how fast or what punishments were dished out. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think Yahoo reporting on it, maybe it accelerated it. Uh, but I think this has happened before. We just generally don't get all the public facing information we did this time around. <sighs> yeah, and Ultimates, you know, the game was around and popular long before Ultimates were even a thing. So. Hey, some good news, though, on the Final Fantasy XIV front, Aspen, because your boy Yoshi P is really mm -hmm. interested in a game that I know you are super interested in, huh? Yes, I'm super excited. The game is Blue Protocol. It's an MMORPG. It's coming out. Well, we don't know. But, yeah. but <laughs> maybe it was have that be, network yeah. test in March. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they said. The network test might be in March. Um, and then it was supposed to be globally released, I think, this year as well. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, when I was watching the – they were doing, like, a live stream when they were apologizing because there was, like, a bug that they found. And we talked about this before. But there's a bug that they found in it, like, prolonged the network test. And in that apology video, they did mention that they had to talk to um, their publishers, like, I'm assuming Amazon Games. And they said, like, because of this – a lot of dates are pushed back. So we'll see if it still comes out this year globally. But Yoshi P had some yeah, kind yeah. words. So, yeah, exactly. So you think like the man, the legend of MMOs, you know, Yoshi P, he complimented the game or he, rather he said he's really looking forward to the game coming out. And not only that, he even divulged that uh, some of the team that was working on Final Fantasy 14 is actually they moved over to work on Blue Protocol. So that's kind of cool like to know that these veteran players that are really great at creating this MMO experience are now working on another MMO that could maybe carry over the same like stylistic aspects of it. Yeah, he also Wilfredo like has what I think is the right outlook, right? More MMOs in the uh, MMORPG space is a good thing. You know, competition fosters in some cases, creativity, right? And seeing Guild Wars 2 do dragon flying the way they did causes World of Warcraft to implement dragon flying the way they did, right? Seeing this MMO do housing in this way makes another game do... The, it creates that, hey, you know what? Can we make that work? People really like that. Can we make that work in our environment? Something that Yoshi P does say so. He says, in, in the same way, some people will say, there was only this and that function in Final Fantasy XIV that they see in Blue Protocol. He would answer, yeah, we're also kind of feeling that too. We're doing it too. We're, we're definitely going to try to find a way to make something similar happen in Final Fantasy XIV, which is absolutely the right approach and mindset to be taking on your competition, I think. We can beat them, but if they do things better than us, if they experiment on something and it achieves success, we're certainly going to look to that to emulate that. Absolutely, because uh, the wrestling fan of me says the same thing. You know, it's like, I don't want to watch just WWE all the time. I'll watch AEW, PWG, New Japan Pro. I watch all of these because... I knew you were going to find a way to get wrestling into today's show. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, like in gaming too, I want to see different things. And I want to see if other games can implement those things in their games. You know, the player, like I, I just recently in my... Uh, everquest video i talked about how the player housing in everquest is top tier for a game this old 19 years old it's top tier game uh, player housing well 
Wildstar had that too. It was really good player housing. Elder Scrolls has player housing. It's good, but is it great? It can be. And if they decide, hey, we're going to take a whole chunk of land. We're going to start creating personal rocks. Cool. Do that too. I want to see more games come up with better ideas on takes we've seen before. And that does create a competition. But more importantly, it pushes the developers and these artists to go, what more can we do? How far can we push this? I want to see if we can create something just a little bit better. And that just continues to stack on top of itself. So, yeah, more of this. Absolutely. And I'm excited for Blue Protocol, too. It kind of gives me yeah. um, Sword Art Online vibes. Fox yeah, Clon, yeah. Foxclaw and Yoshi P, though, Aspen, both said kind of the same concern on the topic of Blue Protocol. And that was we're a little concerned that, you know, there hasn't been a lot of beta testing. <laughs> yeah, and there really hasn't. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, there, there hasn't been yeah and i'm like but but like trying to like defend my child <laughs> yeah aspen, and then they tried for those of you that don't know aspen's in japan so she like actually can get access to some of these types of things as they come out where it's a little more challenging in the west here so look for some blue protocol stuff from her when she can actually get her hands on it and things aren't delayed uh but yeah, yeah there, there is that concern that you know you're not doing a lot of beta if you're still going to release at the end of the year and you're still doing a network testing beta that then just got delayed that could be indicative of other red flags to be concerned about to be sure yeah and a lot of people are really worried about that um because the bug that they found it it was like something i don't want to say simple because i'm not like a dev and i don't know how to fix things but it had to do with a player limit in certain spaces and that was the bug and everybody's like oh that's an mmo that should be a pretty <laughs> simple thing to to fix and how they're doing the spaces it's a bit weird they're like layering it like so let's say the town can hold 200 people once they hit that 200 people there's like another layer on top of it that is gonna load 200 people yeah another once instance hits. of the town we've seen that in some yeah, older exactly. mmos it's not generally right? used all that often uh, now that's what i thought too so i thought it was a bit weird and i don't know if they're gonna stick with that model considering the bug but the only thing i will defend them with while they haven't had that many network testings what i have noticed is they do a lot of like live streams where they're talking about the game and they take all the player feedback from that and they usually implement most of it if not all of it yeah it's certainly going to be interesting to watch and yoshi p is watching it as well let's uh move over now and talk about another game that might be putting out a lot of information but there's uh, some concerns we've brought up the day before the zombie uh survival game uh coming from fantastic or fanatic fanta fantastic right fantastic nice it's there's no first A. It's, it's yes, <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. It's effintastic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it, it's, I think it's effintastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, the day before, yeah. So we talked briefly about this, and you know, just the general like kind of concerns that a lot of people are expressing online that. Hell, from ranging from this isn't even a real thing uh, and is never going to release to 
all the way this is going to be a piece of junk when it comes out and and everything in between and we talked about their trademark filing that led to the mart or to the delay of the game's launch which was just going to be like a month away or whatever um <laughs> because apparently somebody sniped the trademark out from underneath them because they never got the trademark for the day before but then they reported, oh, no, 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 we were going to delay the game anyway. This just also happened to cause, be more cause for a delay. We'll see you in November. By the way, we have never seen gameplay of this game. And they were going to release a gameplay trailer, finally some raw gameplay for people to see. And they delayed that too. Well, the gameplay trailer you're watching on B-roll right now is exactly what they aired yesterday. And it still has the day before name on it, so maybe the trademark dispute is getting, you know, cleared up in the background, and we don't know. Hopefully, for the team, uh, I, as of right now, hold on, I'll check, see if it's on Steam again, because it was delisted over the trademark stuff. The day before, no, it's still not on Steam, even though the team did tweet out that they are working on that, and they expect it to be back on Steam shortly. We saw 10 minutes of gameplay yesterday. I'm showing the B-roll, and I apologize, because right off the bat of this B-roll, for 10 minutes of raw gameplay, you're about to watch a minute and a half of menus, uh, where they just swap some pieces around on the gun at a crafting table. Uh, that is a minute and a half of the 10 minutes. I did a full write-up with my editorial, my opinions on everything in here, some of which I'll share on today's show, on this video. They also released, after that, a 40-second video, a short clip. We'll talk about that separately, because that is absolutely mystifying to me. <laughs> Wilfredo, what did you see in the trailer? What did you see in the gameplay footage? Does it give you more hope, less hope, for this to actually be a game that has a, moder a modicum of success? What are you thinking about the day before right now, now that you've seen gameplay? And yes, I used air quotes. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a reason to go to sleep peacefully tonight, watch this video. Because this was the most boring and dry and basic trailer I have ever seen for gameplay. This has no commentary to speak of. It is just somebody milling about, gathering stuff, and from time to time shooting a zombie. That, that's it. This gives me confidence that, yes, they have built a game. What else? Like, at least even when you saw trailers like for The Last of Us and for The Division, there was something that was like impactful. It made you go, wow, this is going to be awesome. Ten minutes of literally a character milling about in what seems to be a pretty empty world. I am not excited. This, it, I'm just, I, I think it looks good. I yeah. think they're a little bland, but it looks functional. Is it going to be playable? Sure, probably. Is, does this sell me on wanting to buy this game? Absolutely not. Yeah. And uh, Aspen, I didn't go into watching this like expecting it to be earth shattering, right? It's a zombie shooter survival game. As soon as I say that in your head, you basically know what you're in for. You're like, oh, okay, so it's a Daisy, and they'll probably try to do a couple things different to differentiate themselves from Daisy a little bit. 
And there's something to be said for a world tour video too, which I think is different. If the intent of this video was to, because like eight and a half minutes of it is walking simulator with seven zombies killed in the entire thing and three zombies avoided just by going a different direction. If the intent was just to show off the world, then billing it as a gameplay trailer, I think is a huge misnomer and is a, one of those self-inflicted wounds that when you get the feedback you're getting, which is that this was pretty underwhelming, even by people generally kind of interested in the title, um, you set it up for failure by calling it a gameplay when what you meant to be showing was, we want to show you the world, the environment, the the city, the the roads, you know, what we have built here. Um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. It was, and the elevator music, what the f was that? Like, it was just, this weird elevator music. So yeah, it definitely it's showing the world and that let's just say that okay, it's fine. It looks pretty, but honestly, as a big The Last of Us fan who's played the game probably four or five times, a lot of this looks cut and paste from The Last of Us. Even the main character that they're using right now looks exactly like an older Ellie. The way she's running looks like Ellie. The coffee shop they just went into is exactly from the same coffee shop that was in The Last of Us. There is so much that just looks like it was taken directly from the game, which I don't like. Um, if you're going to show MMOs, why is it? Where's the like MMO part of it? Like, where are the other people? Like, there should be other people there. There's a yeah, lot of it's, issues. It's with literally it. just the whoever's controlling this character. It, it's a very scripted gameplay. Yeah, the, the camera is very careful about what it shows and where and when. This is not. I did not get the impression that this was just raw gameplay, which is what I think a lot of people were expecting. Yeah, right. And I, I don't know. I'm upset. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was really excited about this game, and I was even like when I was writing an article earlier in the week about like they were like it's a real game. I'm like it is a real game, and it's gonna be good. And now I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I also like. Th could anybody else figure out where her flashlight was? Like, does she have a flashlight permanently embedded in her breast? Like. <laughs> just, they they never rotated the camera fully around, so I'm sure it could be like a light clipped to the, the backpack strap or something like that. But all she has on is a backpack. The times that the camera does kind of get around, I don't see anything there, but it never makes it fully around to the front of the model. And the flashlight just turns on and off. It's not on the gun. It's not on handheld. Like, she's at a fully rested position with the gun and the flashlight's in front of her. I'm like... Does she just like have something an Iron Man thing going on in her chest that I can't see? And I, I don't know what's going on. It was very, very weird. We also never Wilfredo, I, we never really got to see the zombies. Yeah, no, yeah, that was another thing too. It was all like, shadow. It was always from this pretty decent distance. Yeah, they were all gunned down as soon as they spawned. We got a growl and maybe a start to run animation. But they never, like our characters were never in danger in this trailer at all. There, there, we never saw a zombie attack somebody more than starting to run at the player character. We never saw any melee stuff uh, from our character or from the zombie. We never even got a decent look at the zombie models themselves because it was dark and they were gunned down at a distance. And the, it, it, this screams to me like D-level like horror flick. Like, this is something you find in the bargain bin at the, like, mom and pop shop around the corner. This, this, nothing about this game's 
gameplay trailer makes me want to really invest. I need to see something substantial. I want to see what it's like. Like, I get it. It might be creating, like, you know, uh, tension for the, the possibility of being attacked. No one gets attacked. I want to see those attack animations. I want to see what work you put into it. Is it just the zombie comes up, slaps you, and, like, the screen flashes red? Because if that's the case, all right, cool. It's just a third person left for dead. I yeah. want to I want to feel fear, and I don't get that. I feel tired. Magic Slinky, I think, kind of sums up something I was thinking when I was writing the article yesterday. Magic Slinky saying, I, I also don't see what's wrong with it yet. Like, <laughs> they're right. Like, the way I the best way I could describe seeing this gameplay is it was just underwhelming. And that's for somebody that didn't expect much out of it to begin with. It's a zombie shooting, survival, gather gear, and hope for the best, You know, drink your water, that type of thing. I pointed out, like, there's very little HUD or UI, but maybe that's by design. We don't know. You know some things, the stamina bar and the ammo thing kind of fade in and fade out at different moments, so maybe there's more elements to that. We see somebody doing a minor puzzle on an alarm panel code. It seems to only shut the alarm off so that a noise stops happening. Okay, that's all we see in here, but my brain says maybe that's extrapolated out to the sound has the ability to attract zombies. We're shutting it off so that zombies don't come searching. There could be gameplay elements with that in. Graphically, we've actually seen, I don't know how many have been watching this, but I've seen better footage shown from this team in-game, supposed in-game footage than what we saw here. There is a lot of uh, distance rendering that seems to be a little bit of an issue, some pop in and pop out a little bit. That, And again, the biggest thing I walk away from, I do think Magic Slinky's right. I don't see anything really wrong with it. I don't see anything really great about it either. It's just kind of a, okay, you know, maybe there's only 10 zombies on the map because they're not ready to load a map up with zombies. Maybe there's only 10 zombies here in this. Yeah, they are sprinting. Uh, off and on the because the that's the the feel they're going for maybe the game is really dependent on other players creating that are we going to team up or am I going to shoot you in the head daisy type environment you know there's a lot missing here in context and future plans and that's all easy to say and it's coming out in November so maybe it'll be a bit different then maybe we'll see some more gameplay between now and then that isolates these things. I'm fine with all of that. It was just underwhelming and I have to ask the question Aspen. This was supposed to launch a month from now. That's the part that's really concerning is that if the team thought this was ready for a launch now I I go from underwhelmed to a little bit of a red flag, I think. Yeah, I mean they did they did delay it. They so did. they they knew it wasn't ready. <laughs> right? But when like, like... did they know? Was it a week ago when the trademark stuff started happening or a week before that? Because they do claim we kind of already made the decision to delay it. I got to I got to believe that the difference that you've made in the last two weeks wasn't the game breaker. Like you, you knew long before that then if you knew it wasn't ready. There's just so much. I, I, I don't know where to go with this one. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think what a lot of um, teams do when it comes to delaying games, at least this is what I feel. I could be wrong, and please correct me, but I feel like they always wait until the last possible second, and they're like, I know it was supposed to come out tomorrow, but it's delayed. <laughs> like, And it's like, it's like, why, why, what, what do you mean? <laughs> we know it was uh, supposed to come out yesterday. Oh, no, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> the day before yesterday. Yeah, the day before. Ha-cha-cha! Got him! Got him, Wilfredo! Got him! Here's the really bizarre part of this. So if you were just underwhelmed by the gameplay, or you think, ugh, you guys, you know, I like this game and I'm interested in it. This gameplay didn't help what you were trying to show off. This is more of a world tour video, which people would have been fine with if it was labeled a world tour video, not gameplay, whatever. After the stream went dead, which, by the way, totally on brand, this stream was delayed. I don't know if you guys know that. One hundred percent on brand. This this stream was delayed by like an hour and fifteen minutes or, or something like that. Um, and then when it finally came up, there was another five minute countdown timer on the damn video. So was, they should just change the name of the game to the day after. One hundred one hundred percent on brand. Uh, afterwards, they released this video. This video is 40 seconds long. There is no voiceover. There is no text. There's no subtitles. There is nothing. It's just this dude for 40 seconds at his mouse and keyboard, apparently playing the day before. That's all that, like, it, it just finished. I'm going to let it loop. <laughs> like, Oh, there you go. And we'll watch this for 40 seconds. I, now, I got to. Go ahead, Wilfredo. <laughs> All right, they have seen the entire video. <laughs> <laughs> now, it. I have not, and I even said in my little write-up, I was like, I have not analyzed this video to see if his mouse movements actually do coincide with what's going on the screen or not i'm sure there are other people doing exactly that as soon as this video went up presumably this video was meant to prove in quotes that this was an actual playable game to dispel that internet uh fervor uh for over it not being real or you can't play this or I, I got to believe, though, that somebody in marketing would go, you realize everybody's just going to look at this and go, it would take us 15 minutes to fake this, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> this really doesn't prove what I think you're trying. And if that's not the intent behind releasing it, uh, Wilfredo, I have no idea what purpose this video serves. I have watched this video now three times. <laughs> the, the movements do check out, I will admit. It, the way how he's clicking on the mouse when it comes to zooming in zooming out, that seems to check out. That could be legit. This overlay seems like obviously they've done some some editing work to make it stand out more because it definitely looks like that's not on the screen. Yeah, it looks definitely. like it's a green screen monitor. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it seems like everything does check out in that aspect. Maybe there's been some enhancement. I mean, it's great. It's nice to know that if this is legit, yeah, the game is working. Great. Cool. We need more. <laughs> like this is this is fine. But it's a still shot for forty it, seconds. 
I don't know. He's wearing a wedding ring, and gamers aren't married, man. We oh, is that it? Is that it? <laughs> that's that's, it. that's the red flag for Aspen. It's just very weird. I don't get it. If it was to prove somebody was game playing, this is a terrible video to prove that. It's just terrible to prove that. And if it's that wasn't the point of releasing it, I, I don't know what is. Why on earth would I want to watch some dude for 40 seconds in total silence go down iron sights and then walk around a car? Like, what the hell? Here's the <laughs> other thing. you. I mean, if you really want to be like conspiracy theory pessimist Aspen. They had a few thousand people on their YouTube channel watching the stream portion of the gameplay, and they immediately, like 10 minutes later, went dead, 10 or 15 minutes later, brought the channel back up, and now they have two videos with those view, those, those view counts, two live streams with those view counts instead of just one. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe this is the, the entire team. Maybe that's just the guy. He made everything by himself, so like... This is the studio. That dude's effing-tastic. Like, he yeah. is effing-tastic. <laughs> it's just him. <laughs> I've, I've seen rake-stepping before, but this is pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see come November, maybe. I don't know. I <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Let us know in the comments. Do you think they... Like, what do you think of the day before? Like, I told you last week. I got to give you an A-bomb, because if you are legit, you just have so many self-inflicted wounds that it's it's... Absolutely absurd. Absolutely absurd. All right. Let's finish up with a few small things here, and then we'll head on over to the Weekly Bombs. Got some bad news for you if you are a fan of either Rumbleverse or Knockout City. Rumbleverse obviously being that kind of like melee cartoonish wrestling battle royale game uh, from Iron Galaxy Games on the Epic Game Store. Knockout City uh, being the dodgeball game uh, by what? What is it? Uh, what the hell is their name? <sighs> Velen. Velen. Sorry, I apologize. I couldn't, I couldn't remember it. Velen Studios. I'm gonna say out of the two of them, I was kind of, I kind of liked both of them when I did the first looks. Knockout City, like, really was a lot of fun. The the dodgeball game, I absolutely thought that was a lot of fun, but it definitely suffers from the is it fun enough to take the place of something that you're typically playing every day or every other day or at least a couple of times a week? And yes, it was fun, but it never overtook anything in my library. And I think that's what happened in a lot of people's library. This is fun. This is neat. But I got Rocket League ranked play to go do, you know, that type of of mentality. So Knockout City is going to close when the ninth season ends, and it's going to be just after the game's second anniversary uh, when the game ends up going dead. So you will have some time to play this one. Um, the, June 9th is the date for it, and they've got a lot of events and stuff, and they also said private server, yeah, and this might not be the end of the last time you see Knockout City, but we're not promising anything. So you've got plenty of time. They're going to be making everything like free in there, the typical shutdown procedures. Uh, on the Rumbleverse side of things, this one's happening a little faster. This is going to happen at the end of this month. It was a rumor, and then the next day it became fact. February 28th, servers will be closing. This game won't make its seven-month anniversary, where at least Knockout City will make its second-year anniversary. This won't make it to its seven-month anniversary, which would have been March 11th. So a little over six months, uh, and that game is shutting down. Wilfredo surprised by 
either of these shutting down? Knockout City, yes. Um, Rumbleverse, not really. Uh, I don't even remember hearing about Rumbleverse, to be honest with you. Um, so that that right there is probably part of the reason why, you know, no one, re- at least a casual like me, never even heard of it. But Knockout City, that one's kind of a, a minor blow because it's a lot of fun. It is fun. But you made a really good point. It never did become that game where it's like, I can put this down for, for Knockout City, which sucks. But, you know, it's, it's a bit of fun for a, a bit of time. So it sucks when any game has to get shut down. But uh, I, I kind of expected one, but not the other. Aspen, you in the same boat, or did you kind of see both of these not making it five years once they launched? Yeah, Rumbleverse, uh, I I didn't know that was a thing. Could be honest there. <laughs> <laughs> and I write about games. So. <laughs> um, Knockout City, I am sad to see go as well. I felt like the development team really cared about the game and their player base. And the updates were always really fun and well thought out and different from most things in my opinion, like I thought it was really creative. So I'm, I'm pretty sad, but I think the team is, is they're not going anywhere. And I think the next thing that they create will be good. I honestly, and they, they did talk about this in the video uh, for knockout uh, city that it's all, it's all about maintaining a player base, right. And maintaining a player base and growing that player base to further monetize the game and get money to incentivize, keeping staff on the game. Like, we know how this all works. And they were very honest and said, you know, it's just not working at this point. Uh, We're not able to grow the way we need to. I'm going to say, honestly, I think one of Knockout City's biggest mistakes, Wilfredo, for as good a game as as it was, is that it didn't come out of the gate free-to-play, if you remember. Yeah. That that game came out originally uh, by-to-play. I can't remember if on day one it was on Xbox Game Pass or not. Don't, Don't quote me. Uh, but it was not free to... Oh, I think Xbox Game Pass had like a 10-hour free trial or something like that. You you could check it out for free, but if you wanted the game, you had to buy it. Uh, and then it very, very quickly went free to play. Like, very, very quickly. Within like two or three months, went free to play. And honestly, I, I think if you were willing to turn to free to play that quickly, you probably just should have launched free to play. You would have a much bigger in- injection of players on day one with a higher retention rate longer over time. That's not to say that every decision they made after that was the best decision for the game, but that one I think certainly hurt it from a little more longevity. Yeah, no. Uh I think when you have a when you have a very niche game like that, like look at Rocket League, right? Like you should probably go. Well, I think the, that's what they did. They looked at Rocket League, who didn't launch free to play. Right, but that's that should be your your thing. It's like, okay, well, Rocket League it really took off, even though it didn't launch free to play. But it it's based upon the world's most famous game, like the world's favorite game, soccer. So, like Knockout City is it, it's a bit different. But if they would have said, you know what, this doesn't have that kind of push yet, let's start off free to play. And let's make a cash shop that a cash shop that can kind of back that up. Great, but it's a very niche game. You yep. know, I think that was putting that that box price on it hurt it. And it had all the trappings from day one Aspen of a free to play game. There was a battle pass. There was a cash shop. There was, and you were so willing to turn it free to play within just months of launch that you had to have had that discussion of should we just launch free to play? And you literally decided against it. Yeah, I mean, who knows if that was 
the deciding factor and everything probably like a lot more went into it than just that but i i do think that was a big part of it and i agree they should have just started as free to play it's also more people would have been there at the beginning yeah it's also easy for us to armchair quarterback right of course let's acknowledge that hindsight's always 2020 <laughs> but i do remember at the time like at the time of launch both jason and i talking on the podcast of i'm not exactly sure why this is launching with a box fee it it literally is tailor-made for free to play anyway Layoff season continues. We talked about them a number of layoffs last week in Microsoft and Bethesda and stuff like that. Uh, It now continues with NCSoft West axing a fifth of its staff. A fifth. 20% of its staff. Now, they wouldn't give exact numbers, but they did confirm that, yeah, it was about 20%. Uh, And their CEO also said, peace, I'm out. Uh, And left. And they, <laughs> I love the the statement that uh, they gave VentureBeat on both the layoffs and, more importantly, the CEO's departure. They were like, yeah, uh, he joined, and uh, we thank him for everything he did, and we wish him well. Like, it was just, <laughs> there was, like, no good or bad will. They were just like, later. They do say that this is non-game development positions, because Aspen, I think, generally people right away go, all right, you got Guild Wars 2, you got Blade and Soul, but you also have Throne and Liberty coming up. Like, what are you, where are you getting these 20% people that you can afford to let go? They're saying it's not in game development positions and that they're doing it to realign with their corporate headquarters in Korea. Is Throne, Honestly, and, I- is Throne and Liberty a little, uh, a little. Scary. I mean, that's being developed overseas, so maybe this you know, doesn't. This probably doesn't impact it at all, at least as far as game development. But when it releases here, you're going to need staff at NC West for it, I would assume. Yeah, I, I want to be scared though, because like they said, they're not game-related staff. And honestly, I think most of the layoffs that are happening right now, they're eliminating people who are not on like game development and staying with like the like tech like google and everything those layoffs have been mainly administrative if i'm correct what do you think wilfredo you know i'm seeing a lot of this happening uh where whether they're like executives or something like that they're all taking a step down um not to throw wrestling into it again but wwe's having that right now too uh, I think it's more on the yeah, lines but, of... Uh, aren't they prepping for a sale, a potential sale? They are, yeah. they are but it, a lot of their executive, a lot of the members of their board just up and left when Vince came back. Rightfully so. I don't blame them. But I, I think that's kind of the trend right now. It's to to find a way to make profit, right? So you have to cut off where you have the biggest expenditures. And I think if you're in a game development company, you don't want to lose your developers right now because they're in the middle of games, especially NCSoft with Throne and Liberty coming out. And that game looks amazing. You want them to stick around. But maybe, and this is just me conspiracy theory, so get your tin hats on. What if, what if the CEO and a bunch of others had been colluding with one another to exploit the system to take more money from the system itself and put it into their own pockets? See you at 11. In a world. (laughs) Last up, take a look at this screenshot. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I saw that earlier. <laughs> These are, according to Aspen Pash on MMOBomb.com, Horizon multiplayer alpha footage leaks. And if you were looking for something super realistic, 
This ain't it. This ain't it. Now, uh, to be fair, Aspen, these are kind of aged, right? These aren't like yesterday. Yeah, June 2020. So it could be different now, but I mean, that seems like a lot of work to vastly overhaul everything into hyper-realism in 24 months. Yeah, no, I, th I this is it. <laughs> Does this does this do it for you? I mean, obviously, looking at it as a Horizon fan, you probably are like, that is not what I expected. But then if you take the second and, and think about, okay, long term, yeah, that would certainly make a game more viable for a longer period of time when you don't do hyper-realism that dates itself four years down the road with tech. But you have to take that extra step of thought where maybe your general average Horizon fan isn't going to take that step. Does this turn you off to a Horizon multiplayer? Uh, personally, not at all. I still think the design, while different, is very thought out and it's very nice. And I think it is playing towards a lot of popular aesthetics that are happening right now in the gaming world. Like, I mean, Fortnite's been out for a while. But even like Sea of Thieves, kind of having that style, which are successful. So I think while some people might be upset because they were looking for hyper-realism, um, maybe they won't try it. But I think once they get over it, I think they might give it a try. Are you in the same boat, Wilfredo? You willing to, you're just like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm totally cool with it because um, honestly, I think this right here, again, it is two years old, roughly. So yeah, we don't even know if it's still remotely valid. Like, it could be completely different now. They Maybe this was just like all the basic, you know, meshes and models that they were using to kind of build the architecture around. That's all we may know. But I honestly, even if it was like this, I wouldn't mind it because it does give it its own stylized sense, even though it's supposed to be in a hyper-realistic world. You're playing in this world, so make your avatar as you want. I'm, I'm we are looking at leaked screenshots of Horizon multiplayer. Uh, well, all right. I mean, you guys could do the, you two can be the beacons of positivity. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate it. I think it takes Horizon, who had a very distinctive look, and I get that maybe you you can't do hyper-realism in a, in a reasonable amount of time the way that the Horizon games themselves are. Also, when you add the multiplayer component, there's all kinds of additional development that you never had to worry about on the Horizon single player that now you do here. So I get maybe deviating from that, that ultra-realism. That's totally fine. I get it that it might not look exactly or might not have the fidelity that the single player games do. Totally fine. I the, to me, uh, yeah, it could be a placeholder thing. It could be again the the screenshots are two years old, so it they could not look like this at all anymore. We don't know. We're just showing you what what we have. Um, I honestly feel like doing it this way. To your point, Aspen, you're like, yeah, a lot of things have this kind of similar vibe. I think you start losing the distinctive nature of Horizon by kind of shifting into this particular art style. And I just don't think personally it's visually, visually all that appealing. So I'll let you two be the beacons of positivity this week on that. Hey, I got let, a positive vibe. Yeah, let's go do the weekly bombs and get the heck out of here. What do you got there, Aspen? Oh, right. <laughs> I actually totally <laughs> forgot about because what I was going to say was actually what we talked about. Like, I'm so happy that uh, the da bomb to Yoshi P liking or getting excited about Blue Protocol. Go. 
Yeah, I knew you'd be happy about that. When I, <laughs> I, when I assigned that to her, I think I sent her a note that I said, hey, here's a nice fun piece. It's a minute nine seconds of Nico Nico translated footage. And you can write about seven different aspects of things that he says here. And she was, was like, stoked. she was like, this is a fun one. Yay. Because <laughs> sometimes we got to write shit, gang. Like, you're just like, oh, great. That game's doing another update. Like, I care. But I got to I got to write it. This was one that as soon as I saw it, I was like, here, Aspen, you can have this one. Uh, what do you got, Wilfredo? Uh, so this is going to sound a little weird, but uh, I want to give a, a dub bomb to uh watsi and hasbro not changing the ogl yeah 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 uh as as a big time and like i i play ttrpgs a lot this is good i mean you've got damage control to do but this yeah, is you've good. won the battle can you win the war on this one though and yeah. making making the uh srd creative commons uh the 5.1 srd was also a good move on their part but Absolutely. you know I, I i say this all the time you might like where it ended up. You won this battle, and I do agree that you won this battle, and I'm a fan, too, working on my own thing that was OGL-based for a few years that I was put on hold while this played out. Um, you saw what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. and it's important to never forget that. You saw what they wanted to do if you would have let them. Yep. Don't forget that. Uh, I'm going to give a dub bomb to my cat. Uh, Whiskers, 14-year-old cat. Uh, we had to put her down Monday, so yeah, you know, happens the, the kidney failure stuff like that. So she was an awesome kitty, uh, loved by the entire family. So got to give a dub bomb to Whiskers. And yes, my daughter when she was like two or three named her. That's why we had a cat named Whiskers. <laughs> like that's just the way it is. So we miss her, and she's awesome. Uh, but now she's not in like any pain or anything, which is which is good. Oh. And I'm gonna give an A bomb to the day before. I gave him one last week. I gotta give him another one this week. Like I'm not even expecting much out of you. You aren't even a genre I'm personally all that invested in. Even if I didn't write for MMO bomb, and I'm just slightly more invested because I have to write it for MMO bomb. And yeah, it was terrible. It was it just you you tripped. You tripped. From the viewers, please make sure you put yours in the comments each week. Your weekly bombs, dub bomb for something good, a bomb for something bad in the world of gaming, or just life in general. Uh, and we'll bring it to the show. We've got Hallo uh, chiming in. Bad news, talking about the Elder Scrolls Online updates when we talked on last show. Arcanist is going to kill sorcerers. For PvE, it can still be okay. Not really effective as, it was, as effective as it was before. Sorcerer will lose so much DPS. Arcanist will become top-ranged DPS anyway. This class will have more range skills because developers will make him the best when the chapter will go live. Plus, he'll have combo support skills. will be free from two or one unused DPS skill slots. But if you're talking about PvP, Sorcerers will become completely useless, leaving the meta compared to Arcanist due to the use of portals, which will be better than streaks and mitigation skills, CCS, combo systems, and spammables. Hello, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, on the PVE side of things, nothing really matters in in ESO as far as the class. You know, some things are a little easier, some things are a little harder. It doesn't really matter until you're going to get into like the the, the high end veteran stuff or or some of the trials, which a lot of the trials are easier than veteran dungeons anyway. So I, I absolutely agree with you, and I think it's going to be totally broken at launch, right? Necro was like the new sexy is just totally overpowered out of the gate, so. I totally agree with you. Go ahead, Wilfredo. 
Uh, RS Jabber, dub bomb to ESO for finally giving us a new class. I love returning to MMOs to rediscover them and immerse myself in a fresh character. A bomb to ESO for revealing it now and making us wait. If only I could, uh, if only I could level account wide mount upgrades to prepare for the Arcanist. I know, I, right? I agree. <laughs> now we got to sit here and wait. Old Glory in chat says to bomb to New World. Just played it for an hour after work. Not like in grinding, but I really do love the visuals, sounds especially, uh, sound especially the forest that's relaxing and super pretty. Yeah, their sound design is that I, I complimented that on day one. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, question of the week last week: What was the last MMORPG or multiplayer game you were truly hyped for before release, and did it work out for you or the game? Box says question of the week definitely would be WildStar. I beta tested it and had such high hopes, but they were smart with having. Uh, only a small portion of the content be playable in the beta. Sadly, it's not around anymore. No rogue server servers. That's not technically true, but there's not a lot that you can play through on the rogue servers. Give that a couple of years. Uh, although it is NCSoft, so they'll probably be slapped with a CND at some point. If any ever get a decent population, will ever fill that hole in my heart the game left for me. I've jumped around and played so many games in the same vein, but none have even half of the charm that that game did for me. Go ahead, Wilfredo. Cool. Tikal2399. Shocking answer to Mike, I'm sure, but my last MMO I was hyped for was Final Fantasy XIV. At the time, I knew 1.0 was a thing, and I wasn't super into PC gaming. PS3 360 guy. Hey. I somehow stumbled into 14's YouTube channel, and then I saw a video, the video that showed how seamless the game played on controller, and I was hooked after that. He posted that on uh, February 21st, 2013, if anybody wants to look it up. There's also, uh, he said, I was also hyped, uh, I was hyped that I went back and watched the previous and subsequent dev vids, joined the official forums, pre-ordered, and applied for the beta. Has it worked out? Mm, checked playtime, 322 days, 20 hours, 52 minutes. Says, kinda. Yeah, just a little bit. It worked yeah, just, out just a little bit. Go ahead, Aspen. RS Jabber. From multiplayer games, me and my friends were very hyped for Darktide. We all love 40k. We had everything planned, like who's going to play what class. Now, what was the second part of your question? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in chat, Old Glory said, question of the week, Cabal 2. Longer in beta than in live. Just super sad. Uh, Pantheon Plus chimes in and says, Wildstar. It worked out for a while. Smiley face. <laughs> and you know what? I got to ask this as the question of the week this week. And chat's already talking about Wildstar, too. You know my love for Wildstar. We don't have to go there. But the question of the week this week is we've been talking about Wildstar a bit on socials and on here over the last, like, four days quite a bit. So I want you to let me know. What did Wildstar do the best out of any MMO you've ever played? And what was its biggest issue? You could argue, what was the reason it didn't succeed if you want to there? Let me know what was the best in Wildstar and what caused it to ultimately have the downturn that it did. We will, of course, be back next week. Oh, we won't be back next week. Reminder, yes, we are, there is no cast next Friday. Um, I'll be doing a lot of driving to get Torchwick, my son, back from college. So no cast next week. We'll be back on Friday, February 17th. 
uh, 1 p.m. Eastern here on twitch.tv slash MMOBomb. Until then, Aspen, where can everybody find you? You can find me at Rose Hapa on Twitter, Twitch, and everywhere else. Wilfredo. Uh, check me out on Twitter, Damien X Marys. It's what I usually do. It's what I usually do. <laughs> I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One. But more importantly, follow at MMO Bomb on Twitter, and you'll know every time we go live with a podcast, stream, giveaway, and so much more. Come on over to the site, stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. <laughs>